Chapter 59, Snow. The first snow of winter hit right before Thanksgiving break. School was closed, so we got an extra day of vacation. I was glad about that because I was so bummed about this whole August thing and I just wanted some time to chill without having to see him every day. Also, waking up to a snow snow day is just about my favorite thing in the world. I love that feeling when you first open your eyes in the morning and you don't even know why everything seems different than usual. Then it hits you. Everything is quiet. No cars honking. No buses going down the street. Then you run over to the window and outside everything is covered in white. The sidewalks, the trees, the cars on your street, your window panes. And when that happens on a school day and you find out your school is closed, well, I don't care how old I get, I'm always going to think that's the best feeling in the world. And I'm never going to be one of those grown-ups that uses an umbrella when it's snowing, ever. Dad's school was closed too, so he took me and Jamie sledding down Skeleton Park in the down Skeleton Hill in the park. They say a little kid broke his neck while sledding down that hill a few years ago, but I don't know if it's actually true or just one of those legends. On the way home, I spotted a banged up wooden sled kind of propped up against the old Indian rock monument. Dad said to leave it, it was garbage, but something told me it would make the greatest sled ever. So dad let me drag it home, and I spent the rest of the day fixing it up. I super glued the broken slats together and wrapped some heavy-duty white duct tape around them for extra strength. Then I spray-painted the whole thing white with the paint I had gotten for the alabaster sphinx I was making for the Egyptian Museum project. When it was all dry, I painted lightning in gold letters on the middle piece of wood, and I made a little lightning bolt symbol above the letters. It looked pretty professional, I have to say. Dad was like, wow, Jackie, you were right about the sled. The next day, we went back to Skeleton Hill with lightning. It was the fastest thing I'd ever ridden. So, so, so much faster than the plastic sleds we'd been using. And because it had gotten warmer outside, the snow had become crunchier and wetter. Good packing snow. Me and Jamie took turns on lightning all afternoon. When we were in the, we were in the park until our fingers were frozen and our lips had turned a little blue. Dad practically had to drag us home. By the end of the weekend, the snow had started turning gray and yellow And then a rainstorm turned most of the snow to slush. When we got back to school on Monday, there was no snow left. It was rainy and yucky the first day back from vacation. A slushy day. That's how I was feeling inside, too. I nodded, hey, to August the first time I saw him. We were in front of the lockers. He nodded, hey, back. I wanted to tell him about lightning, but I didn't. Chapter 60, Fortune Favors the Bold. Mr. Brown's December precept was, 
Fortune favors the bold. We were all supposed to write a paragraph about some time in our lives when we did something very brave and how because of it, something good happened to us. I thought about this a lot, to be truthful. I have to say, the bravest thing I ever did was become friends with August, but I couldn't write that, of course. I was afraid we'd have to read these out loud or Mr. Brown would put them up on the bulletin board like he sometimes does. So instead, I wrote this lame thing about how I used to be afraid of the ocean when I was little. It was dumb, but I couldn't think of anything else. I wonder what August wrote about. He probably had a lot of things to choose from. Chapter 61, Private School. My parents are not rich. I say this because people sometimes think that everyone who goes to private school is rich. But that isn't true with us. Dad's a teacher and mom's a social worker, which means they don't have those kinds of jobs where people make gazillions of dollars. We used to have a car, but we sold it when Jamie started kindergarten at Beecher Prep. We don't live in a big townhouse or in one of those doorman buildings along the park, we live on the top floor of a five-story walk-up we rent from an old lady named Doña Petra, all the way on the other side of Broadway. That's code for the section of North River Heights where people don't want to park their cars. Me and Jamie share a room. I overhear my parents talk about things like, can we do without an air conditioner one more year? Or maybe I can work two jobs this summer. So today at recess, I was hanging out with Julian and Henry and Miles. Julian, who everyone knows is rich, was like, I hate that I have to go back to Paris this Christmas. It's so boring. Dude, but it's like... Paris, I said like an idiot. Believe me, it's so boring, he said. My grandmother lives in this house in the middle of nowhere. It's like an hour away from Paris in this tiny, tiny, tiny village. I swear to God, nothing happens there. I mean, it's like, oh wow, there's another fly on the wall. Oh look, there's a new dog sleeping on the sidewalk. Yippee! I laughed. Sometimes Julian could be very funny. Though my parents are talking about throwing a big party this year instead of going to Paris. I hope so. What are you doing over break? said Julian. Just hanging out, I said. You're so lucky, he said. I hope it snows again, I answered. I got this new sled that's so amazing. I was about to tell them about lightning, but Miles started talking too, started talking first. I got a new sled too, he said. My dad got it from Hammaker Slimmer. It's so state of the art. How could a sled be state of the art, said Julian. It was like $800 or something. Whoa. We should all go sledding and have a race down Skeleton Hill, I said. That hill is so lame, answered Julian. Are you kidding? I said. Some kid broke his neck there. 
That's why it's called Skeleton Hill. Julian narrowed his eyes and looked at me like I was the biggest moron in the world. Uh, it's called Skeleton Hill because it was an ancient Indian burial ground. Duh, he said. Anyway, it should be called Garbage Hill now. It's so freaking junky. Last time I was there, it was so gross, like with soda cans and broken bottles and stuff. He shook his head. I left my old sled there, said Miles. It was a piece of junk. Someone took it, too. Maybe a hobo wanted to go sledding, laughed Julian. Where did you leave it? I said. By the big rock at the bottom of the hill, and I went back the next day and it was gone. I couldn't believe somebody actually took it. Here's what we can do, said Julian. Next time it snows, my dad could drive us all up to the golf course at Westchester. That makes Skeleton Hill look like nothing. Hey, Jack, where are you going? I had started to walk away. I gotta go get a book out of my locker, I lied. I just wanted to get them, get away from them fast. I didn't want anyone to know that I was the hobo who had taken the sled. Chapter 62 in science. I'm not the greatest student in the world. I know some kids actually like school, but I honestly can't say I do. I like some parts of school, like PE and computer class and lunch and recess, but all in all, I'd be fine without school. And the thing I hate the most about school is all the homework we get. It's not enough that we have to sit through class after class and try to stay awake while they fill our heads with all this stuff we will probably never need to know, like how to figure out the surface area of a cube, or what is the difference between kinetic and potential energy. I'm like, who cares? I've never, ever heard my, word, my parents say the word kinetic in my entire life. I hate science most of I hate science the most out of all of my classes. We get so much work, it's not even funny. And the teacher, Ms. Rubin, is so strict about everything, even the way we write our headings on the top of our papers. I once got 2 points off of a homework assignment because I didn't put the date on the top. Crazy stuff. When me and August were still friends, I was doing okay in science because August sat next to me and always let me copy his notes. August has the neatest handwriting of anybody I've ever seen who's a boy. Even his script is neat, up and down perfectly with really small, round, loopy letters. But now that we're ex-friends, it's bad because I can't ask him to let me copy his notes anymore. So I was kind of scrambling today, trying to take notes about what Miss Rubin was saying, my handwriting is awful, when all of a sudden she starts talking about the fifth grade science fair project, how we all had to choose a science project to work on. While she was saying this, I was thinking, we just finished the Egypt project and now we have to start a whole new thing? And then in my head I was going, Oh, no, 
like that kid in Home Alone with his mouth hanging open and his hands on his face. That was the face I was making on the inside. And then I thought of those pictures of melting ghost faces I'd seen somewhere where the mouths are open wide and they're screaming. And then all of a sudden, this picture flew in my head, this memory. And I knew what summer had meant by the bleeding scream. It was so weird how it all just came to me in this flash. Someone in homeroom had dressed up in a bleeding scream costume on Halloween. I remember seeing him a few desks away from me, and then I remember not seeing him again. Oh man, it was August. All of this hit me in science class while the teacher was talking. Oh man. I had been talking to Julian about August. Oh, man. Now I understood. I was so mean. I don't even know why. I'm not even sure what I said, but it was bad. It was only a minute or two. It's just that I knew that Julian and everybody thought I was so weird for hanging out with August all the time, and I felt stupid. I don't know why I said that stuff. I was just going along. I was stupid. I am stupid. Oh, God. He was supposed to come as Boba Fett. I would have never said that stuff in front of Boba Fett. But that was him, that bleeding scream sitting at the desk looking over at us, that long white mask with the fake squirting blood, that mouth open wide like the ghoul was crying. That was him. I felt like I was going to puke. Chapter 63, Partners. I didn't hear a word of what Ms. Rubin was saying after that. Blah, blah, blah. Science Fair Project. Blah, blah, blah. Partners. Blah, blah. It was like the way grown-ups talk in Charlie Brown movies. Like someone was talking underwater. And then... All of a sudden, Miss Rubin started pointing to kids around the class. Reed and Kristen, Tristan, Maya and Max, Charlotte and Zamina, August and Jack, she pointed to us when she said this, Miles and Amos, Julian and Henry, Savannah and... I didn't hear the rest. Huh? I said. The bell rang. So, don't forget to get together with your partners to choose a project from the list, guys, said Miss Rubin, as everyone started taking off. I looked up at August, but he had already put his backpack on and was practically out the door. I must have had a stupid look on my face because Julian came over and said, Looks like you and your best bud are partners. He was smirking when he said this. I hated him so much right now. Hello, Earth to Jack Will, he said when I didn't answer. Shut up, Julian. I was putting my loose leaf binder away in my backpack, and I just wanted him to leave. I just wanted him away from me. You must be so bummed you got stuck with him, he said. You should tell Miss Rubin you want to switch partners. I bet she'd let you. No, she wouldn't, I said. Ask her. No, I don't want to. 
Miss Reuben, Julian said, turning around and raising his hand at the same time. Miss Reuben was erasing the chalkboards at the front of the room. She turned when she heard her name. No, Julian, I whisper screamed. What is it, boys? She said impatiently. Could we switch partners if we wanted to? said Julian, looking very innocent. Me and Jack had this science fair project idea we wanted to work on together. Well, I guess we could arrange that, she started to say. No, it's okay, Miss Rubin, I said quickly, heading out the door. Bye. Julian ran after me. Why'd you do that, he said, catching up to me on the stairs. We could have been partners. You don't have to be friends with the freak if you don't want to be, you know? And that's when I punched him right in the mouth. Chapter 64, Detention. Some things you just can't explain. You don't even try. You don't know where to start. All your sentences would jumble up like a giant knot if you opened your mouth. Any words you used would come out wrong. Jack. This is very, very serious, Mr. Twishman was saying. I was in his office, sitting on a chair across from his desk and looking at this picture of a pumpkin on the wall behind him. Kids get expelled for this kind of thing, Jack. You, I know you're a good kid, and I don't want that to happen, but you have to explain yourself. This is so not like you, Jack, said Mom. She had come from work as soon as they had called her. I could tell she was going back and forth between being really mad and really surprised. I thought you and Julian were friends, said Mr. Tushman. We're not friends, I said. My arms were crossed in front of me. But to punch someone in the mouth, Jack, said Mom, raising her voice. I mean, what were you thinking? She looked at Mr. Tushman. Honestly, he's never hit anyone before. He's just not like that. Julian's mouth was bleeding, Jack, said Mr. Tushman. You knocked out a tooth. Do you know that? It's just a baby tooth, I said. Jack, said Mom, shaking her head. That's what Nurse Molly said. You're missing the point, Mom yelled. I just want to know why, said Mr. Twishman, raising his shoulders. It'll just make everything worse, I sighed. Just tell me, Jack. I shrugged, but I didn't say anything. I just couldn't. If I told him that Julian had called August a freak, then he'd go talk to Julian about it, and then Julian would tell him about how I had bad-mouthed August too, and everybody would find out. Jack, said Mom. I started to cry. I'm sorry. Mr. Tushman raised his eyebrows and nodded, but he didn't say anything. Instead, he kind of blew into his hands like you do when your hands are cold. Jack, he said, I don't really know what to say here. I mean, you punched a kid. We have rules about that kind of thing. You know, automatic expulsion. And you're not even trying to explain yourself. I was crying a lot by now. And the second mom put her arms around me, I started to bawl. Let's, um, 
said Mr. Tushman, taking his glasses off to clean them. Let's do this, Jack. We're out for winter break as of next week anyway. How about you stay home for the rest of this week? And then after winter break, you'll come back and everything will be fresh and brand new. Clean slate, so to speak. Am I being suspended? I sniffled. Well, he said, shrugging, technically, yes, but it's only for a couple of days. And I'll tell you what, while you're at home, you can take the time to think about what has happened. And if you want to write me a letter explaining what happened and a letter to Julian apologizing, then we won't even put any of this into your permanent record, okay? You go home and talk about it with your mom and dad and Maybe in the morning you'll figure it all out a bit more. That sounds like a good plan, said Mr. Tushman, said Mom, nodding. Thank you. Everything is going to be okay, said Mr. Tushman, walking over to the door, which was closed. I know you're a nice kid, Jack, and I know that sometimes even nice kids do dumb things, right? He opened the door. Thank you for being so understanding, said Mom, shaking his hand at the door. No problem. He leaned over and told her something quietly that I couldn't hear. I know. Thank you, said Mom, nodding. So, kiddo, he said to me, putting his hands on my shoulders, think about what you've done, okay? And have a great holiday. Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa. I wiped my nose with my sleeve and started walking out the door. Say thank you to Mr. Tushman, said Mom, tapping my shoulder. I stopped and turned around, but I couldn't look at him. Thank you, Mr. Tushman, I said. Bye, Jack, he answered. And then I walked out the door. <laughs>